0: So, how do you achieve financial freedom, gain wealth, and live life on your terms? That is the question, and here is the answer. I'm AG Osborne. Welcome to Cash Flow to Freedom. Welcome to Cash Flow to Freedom. This is our 15 minute Friday, and today we are talking about opportunity. And as a lot of you people have seen in the market, seen everything that's going on and everybody, it's the only thing we can talk about. Um, the one thing that we're hearing a lot less talked about is opportunity in the market. So me and Rock wanted to talk a little bit about what we're seeing and what creates opportunities. And I think it's important to understand here that a lot of these asset classes are reacting very differently. In some asset classes, are being drug down, their valuations are, although that is not in line with their current actual state and is being driven down more because of um, things that are happening that have nothing to do with the core business practices, philosophy, value. It's value proposition. It's customers loyal, things like that. It's happening because of other things. And really, that's where you want to look. You're trying to look at at things when it, people are pulling their money out. So valuations are dropping, stock market real estate. But yet the underlying uh, really core competencies of those businesses are not only still intact, They haven't changed at all. So the valuation has nothing to do with the underlying performance of the business. Although, yes, demand may come and sway a little here and there, but it's not like the business is going under or its underlying uh, business practices have changed. Right. Um, But its valuation is acting as if it is. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think a lot of these uh, industries that are getting affected by government mandates and just the world response are going to be, one, well, they're already getting destroyed. You look at infrastructure for travel, uh, airlines, uh, airline makers, cruise ships. Oh, cruise ships got demolished. Anything, I mean, obviously hotels, tech. tech, is getting...
0: And and one of the reasons, too, you see this and why they're getting destroyed is you're talking about, and I think it's important to understand. So the the pricing, a stock price doesn't equal the value of that company. It's underlying-based assumptions that make the value. So they're trading upon multiples of earnings. But it's not to, like... Let's say it's trading on thirty times today's earnings. Right. That is because the assumptions is that that's what that company will be priced. So the market's priced at it. When those earnings change, or the future of what they think is going to change, how many times that revenue will change? Well, that it's just like leverage, right? You're talking a multiple. So all of a sudden, if you take down the earnings by however much, ten percent, well the 10% down in earnings of a, times 30% that it's really trading at. It's it's exaggerated, right? right You're right. seeing leverage affect shift. these stocks and shift. And so that's why stocks get overpriced and they go on discount.
1: And it's no doubt we all knew that they were way overpriced. Oh,
0: absolutely.
1: Like, it's been a 12-year run. We knew there was a recession coming. It just seems like this virus with this oil issue all came at once. Yes. And now we're seeing just turmoil, like nothing... Well, I, we've seen it before um, every every cycle. So I was just talking to Ron, uh, AJ's dad, and he was saying, ah, "I've seen it before multiple times." And you listen to Warren Buffett talk, and he's like, "Yeah, I mean, we were expecting this." And I, I was reading how Berkshire Hathaway has sitting on 120 billion in cash. He was, he, they knew everyone knew this was coming. And I was just talking to AJ about this, um, these CEOs coming out and resigning, and they probably all knew it too. They they yeah. they realized Had a that good this run. this is it, and. Um, Right now, I would say that even though you'll feel fear and you'll be um, worried, this is the opportunity you were waiting for um, when it comes to getting into the market.
0: So many people are like, man, I wish I would have taken the opportunity in 2008. Yep. And one of the reasons that I think that this will be so much quicker than those markets like in 2008 is you have to remember in 2008, because of the credit crisis, everybody had no money. Everybody went bankrupt, Right. That is not today's case. People still have money. They have equity in their homes, like massive amount of equities. You're talking about a bull market that the stocks have gone up, everything's gone up. Their 401ks have gone up. Their incomes have gone up. And the assets that they bought haven't shifted in value. So we're all sitting around, consumers are changing, certain industries are getting clamored, but there's liquidity in the markets. And that's important because when liquidity dries up, there are no buyers. So supply demand, right? Uh, If you have no buyers in the market because there's no liquidity, things crash. But because of the liquidity that's going on right now, as things are crashing, people can take advantage of the opportunity, buy it up. That creates a floor, a stabilizing effect. And it's going to hit. And it's going to hit. It's coming. And you see the federal government steps into assets that maybe we can't and starts buying up bonds, things like that. All they're trying to do is stabilize and create a floor for those assets to drop and hit. Well, In 2008, there was no floor because there was no liquidity. No one was coming in. To, you know, And that's why the machine shut down. I, I just don't see that right now. And I know a lot of people are listening and they have liquidity. They may be scared, but they have money. They have some investment, right? They have a track record now of five, six years of getting, uh, uh, making money and their house having equity. And they may be in a position to take out a loan to do investments. And so now it can be an opportunity that was unlike 2008 because everybody wished they could have, but they didn't have it and they couldn't have. Now they actually do.
1: Yeah, and I guess... Since this is 50 Minute Friday, AJ, if you are looking for stuff to watch, what are like the top five? Let's go specific, and yep. then we'll look. Well, and then we'll go into industries. What are the top five stocks? And he's pulling up his phone right now.
0: Yeah, that yeah. That you would look at,
1: <laughs> and maybe I could start with the, some of mine because I've I've been following it. I, I would go with Microsoft. Yep. I, noticed, I was about to say Microsoft. Because okay, because <laughs> I've been noticing a lot of things. Well, one, they're infrastructure. They're embedded everywhere. They're not going anywhere. Um, and that's kind of my philosophy when it comes to investing, because I'm, I'm more real estate, more business. But if I'm looking at, let's say two, I'm looking at Microsoft and Boeing. And the main reason with Boeing is they have military contracts. They do much more outside of planes and, and airlines. So they're not going anywhere. And I, I'm confident in those two. What about you?
0: And, you know, I'll take the other approach where I'll do technology and real estate. Obviously, I'm big into storage. One of the reasons that I think this will actually help the storage future market out is Is because storage is affected so much on supply and demand, and building is really, you know, the worst thing for storage is storage. And so when those markets get oversaturated by building, but because of what's happening now, a lot of the buildings getting pulled back, capital isn't flowing into development. And so you're seeing that get contracted, and that means there will be more supply than or there'll be more demand than there will be supply in the coming three years, which will be good, obviously, because they'll be able to get rate increases and they'll be able to be more aggressive. And also the capital traction, because banks don't want to invest in speculation, will also open up to acquisition targets for them to consume. So I think that Things like that are really good markets. I also like brands like Marriott. The reason being is Marriott's not actually holding a lot of the debt, right? So they are a franchise. And so they have the brand, which they're getting paid regardless of. So you have high cash flowing businesses that have lots of time, low debt. I mean, you're dealing with like public storage, which has no debt, great margins, and the underlying fundamentals of the business hasn't changed. Yeah, I Yeah, I may not go to a hotel right now. But in six months, when I have to travel, everything like that, I'm still going to a Marriott. I'm not going to Bob's Hotel. So the brand isn't tarnished. I I still believe in the business. Technology, Apple, Facebook. If anything, Facebook has gone up. More people are utilizing Facebook than they ever have, which you should get off it. And uh, then they're buying more online. And because today, economic crisis doesn't mean I'm not getting the next iPhone next year. Like, I will... You know, beat everyone in line, and I'm still going to buy the next iPhone. They have huge cash reserves, both Apple and Facebook. Their business model hasn't changed, isn't going anywhere. They could last, you know, the next... 10 downturns combined just on their cash reserves. So they're very healthy. It's a a very good company, and it's underlying, first of all, business model distribution, and their moats are huge. You can't compete with Facebook because it already has the users, right? You can't compete with Apple because its customers are already loyal and it has intellectual property. Large moats, well-capitalized, consumers that love their product still use their products, and although there might be a tightening that will that will pass and it, it will blow over, and people will use it. Plus, most of the stocks that I just mentioned play a wonderful, pay a wonderful dividend, which is another thing that I look at because I'm always looking at generating cash flow that can be reallocated. That principle in the, those those stocks right now, if that would have been implemented over the last 10 years, your performance would have been incredible. And so I look for those kind of things. And that's not not just in stocks. When you're looking at that, I'm looking at that in businesses. We're looking at that in how you can produce, whether it's online businesses, staples, things that people will always need today, tomorrow, that have good margins that we can repeat, build brands out of. I look at that projects that I'm investing in, companies that I'm buying, the market that they're in, they're stable, good cash flows, high margins, good brand that aren't going away anywhere, but because of certain time in the market, like right now, the perceived value is for some reason lower than it actually is. And you get to take advantage of the difference.
1: Yeah. I would say the same thing with like Nike. Nike's closing all their stores and they're getting pinched from both sides. One is the consumer side and two is actually the production side. China's back to work, but their production capacity is way lower. So you look at them, I know they've dropped, I think it was like 35, 40% in the past, what, month? and they're not going anywhere either. They're embedded. It would take a lot for them to go somewhere.
0: I'd stay away from things like Tesla because of two reasons. First of all, their revenues are unknown, their profit, their profit margin cuz they're, you know, that's always touch and go. But more importantly, the effects of low gasoline and the gas crisis that we're having, that doesn't help them. So, one of the best things which I think Tesla's products aren't incredible, Like I would buy a Tesla, but I don't want to buy the business because especially right now, the lower, lower, as you see, as gas prices drop, people buy bigger cars. They buy trucks. They buy because it's cheaper to operate those cars. When gas prices rise, they go to smaller cars and more efficient. So I don't think that bodes well. But more importantly, I just, I I think it's a bet on Elon Musk, which I'm fine with, but it's without Elon Musk. I, I don't ever want to buy Tesla. And so that's not a reason for me to buy. But if you're looking at companies, that's what you're looking for: economic benefit. They're profitable. They have a track history, right? I don't care who's running Apple. You know, all those things. It, it whether it's you know Steve Jobs, Cook, or whoever's the next. We love Apple.
1: Yeah. What's your thoughts on the airlines right now? Because obviously they're getting destroyed. And in... I'd hold
0: off on the airlines because they're getting absolutely massacred.
1: We don't know if they're going to be here, or which yeah. ones will be here, and which, which ones won't be
0: here. And two. I don't know if the government's going to go into picking and choosing, which scares the tar out of me, that they're going to say, oh, well, we'll support you guys, not you guys. Yeah. Um, how do you make that decision? How do you make that decision? And two, that's then I'm betting on – It's gambling at that point on who survived. But after more of a stabilization period, they're probably at a really, really good discount. They have the planes, they have the infrastructure. I would look at probably someone like Delta. I was going to say Delta is almost a brand. Delta is almost a brand. It's where you choose to go. They have low prices and their connectivity through the United States. That's who I'd be looking at. Um, If you're looking at buying houses, once again, this can be a great opportunity when you're looking at rent multiples. If you have um, banks get scared, they may not be lending to development or new house builds, which may equal to more renters. So you may be able to get advantage to some decent pricing in multifamily, things like that, where renting over the next few years will go up because of a tightening credit market. Those are the things that you're looking at, right? I'm looking at the underlying asset has been devalued, but the historical performance as well as the future performance has not changed and that it won't. And as long as that you believe in the product, the investment, the business, um, now's a good good time to start deciding when you're going to when you're going to jump in, when you're going to buy. So, I, yeah, guys, we're trying to keep this one short. It is 15-Minute Friday. I know we got a ton going into with that dive in real quick to what we're doing. Me and Rock are actually looking right now. I think I got the P&L right in front of us at a business we're about to try to go in on and get done as well as we have three development sites, one acquisition we're going in. So we're not you know, saying these things, but then we're not doing anything. We're fully engaged reinvesting capital. Like we talked about in our last episode, we have readjusted operations, but we are still moving forward and In the next five years, we're going to be way ahead of than where we were today. So now today can offer that final glimpse into the marketplace of a a time to jump in when particularly stocks, things like that. I haven't jumped into the stock market in four or five years. So now I'm looking at getting in more acquisition opportunities, businesses that need help, all those things. Opportunities come up, be on the lookout, take advantage of them, but just make sure they're good ones. All right, everybody questions, shoot them to us, and we're more than happy to answer it. Thanks, everybody. Appreciate it. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this episode of Cashflow to Freedom. Be sure to subscribe to us for more and feel free to check us out at cashflowwiththenumber2freedom.com or find us on Instagram and Facebook. And also, if you could leave us a good review, that would really help us continue to build out our content and our community. Thank you so much.